Welcome to Let's Be Real 100%, where we are 100% real about life. We know that life happens and we are here to talk about it. And when I say we, I'm talking about it's all God and little old me. Join us as we jump into our topic today. A Dark Path Back Every other day after school, I will be picked up by my pastor's assistant to take me to church to have a lesson, to have my sessions. This is like the fourth day here. The first couple days were just days to get to know each other and make a place safe and trust, safety and trust. So I believe this was about to be a great experience, but not knowing what to expect. I just know it had to be done. This new week, we were about to get into the reasons of the sessions. He gave me a notebook the first day. He wanted me to write down that I wanted to talk what I wanted to talk about and to write about the nightmares that continue to have that I continue to have. I can honestly say that I need another notebook by the time the second week comes around. And he noticed I like to write. And he was it was my way of expressing my thoughts and feelings. I'm thinking he was going to take the notebook and read it uh, at home overnight um, so that he can get to know and pray over it. Not so. He wanted me to read it to him. Um, Okay, I thought out loud, taking a deep breath, starting to read all that I wrote. Didn't realize I was reading so fast that he explained that I needed to slow down and feel what I am reading as I'm reading it out loud. So I started over and as I began to read, emotions began to really take over by surprise. I started to read about my early childhood, how my parents died in a fire, how I felt so helpless and alone with them even as a young child at at a young age. Having no idea where I would end up in life. Who would my new parents be? Through the CPS workers tried to really try to find a really good home. They were not always right. Tears began to flow as I began to talk about my first foster home. It started off great. I had my own room and space, but I didn't have everything I needed. I was being neglected. I didn't have food to eat, never stayed clean. I had to fend for myself as I was there. When the caseworker would come by, it would make they would make it seem that all was well. I already didn't talk much due to all the trauma that I had already experienced. I never said a word. I would cry myself to sleep every night. I wasn't able to go to school because I had nothing to go with nor did I know how to even get there. I may not have even been enrolled. One On this day, there was a pop-up visit from the caseworker. This is the same caseworker that has stayed with me even till now, from the beginning. In this pop-up visit, the parent that I had was not home. I was always told not to open the door, but this day I did. As the caseworker walked in, she saw that I was alone and she had and had not eaten and bathed in a while. She was quite disturbed. 
She went into the bedroom and saw that I had no clean clothes and my atmosphere was not what it was supposed to be. The caseworker always had clothes in her car for such a time as this. She took me out of the home and took me to a place to bathe and feed me. She didn't even, she didn't even tell me tell the parents that I was leaving. We just left. And the crazy part about it, the parent that I had didn't even report me missing or did she call the office to see what have they heard from me or even just reported me gone. The caseworker began to realize that I was not in a good place or in a good home. As I was reading, going into the story about my next home, my pastor stopped me. He asked me, and all of that, and just what you have read this far, which I know it was so much more than that. How do you feel after you have read that aloud? All I could say was I felt like that same helpless little girl, one who didn't feel loved or wanted, missing my own mom and dad. I felt lost. The emotions I felt was like I was in that place all over again, wondering what could have, what could have and would have happened if that surprise visit had not happened when it did. After when we prayed, we had prayed and ready to dismiss, I gave my pastor a hug and began to walk to the front where my mom and dad were waiting for me. Before I made my way to the front, I wanted to make sure my face was clear. The downfall of being light-skinned is that you can never hide your face when you have been crying. It takes a while for the redness to fade away, but I had to try. Sucking my face in the water and patting it dry, no success. I couldn't do anything but head to the front. Hope that they know that I'll be all right. It's a process. My pastor had already told them before I got to the car that I was all right. He was amazing. As we got home, dinner began by the time dinner began by the time we made it home. Since it was late, mom decided to order some pizza from Domino's. My favorite was always the Supreme order three meat pizza. My mom thinks Supreme is disgusting. That's why she only ordered a small for me. Getting ready for bed, my mom and dad came in and took me in as they did every night. My dad started to pray, thanking God for keeping us through this day and asking God for forgiveness for anything we done, may have done, thought or said that was not pleasing to him. Soon as my mom and dad took me in into bed, my mom got a call on herself to head to a homicide scene. She told me and dad she loved us and she we will see her later as she went out the door. I'm so proud to have a mom as a mom because she, my mom as a mom because she always helped somebody, whether it was at the church, work, or even strangers on the street, just like me as a little girl, not knowing my full past. She never looked at me for it, but loved me for me and wanted to wanting to love me through the recent past. Just thinking about my next meeting with my pastor, whoo, Lord help me through this journey, I said in my mind. In the next morning, walking to the school, it seems to be a quiet day. All the test days are over, 
and are getting ready for our, for our Christmas break. Not sure what my parents have planned. I think I just want to chill at home. This time of year, it's hard for me because I think of my biological parents. How my mom used to allow me to come in the kitchen and help her bake the cakes and cookies. I would place the mixture together and put it in the oven. Then as it cooled down, she would allow me to put the sprinkles on top to make them look like Christmas stars. That's why I am so good at it now. My dad would allow me to come in the living room to put the Christmas star on the tree. And it was always my duty to put it on the star on the top. He would tell me the story of Jesus every time. Those times seemed to be the best times ever, family time, however it came. My mom returned the following morning telling us all about what happened last night. The stories that she brings home are gruesome and amazing all at the same time. And again, she is great at what she does. That is why she is the captain. She finally got the promotion last month and it's a, it was a grand celebration. Christmas break has arrived. We are all out for school for two weeks. Not sure what my parents have planned for this weekend. Just because we are out for school don't mean that we are off of work. At least we're, at least they are off Christmas Eve and day. Well, only if my mom doesn't get a call in. You know about the holiday people start going crazy for some reason. I'm crossing my fingers. The best and also the worst part of this time of the year is gift finding. It's hard to shop for my parents. How do you shop for people who have everything? My mom and my best friend, me and my best friends are going to the mall today, so I will try to find something. Not just my parents, for all the people that I love and care about. Most will be cards and gift cards because I'm not sure about what others already have. You will never fail at giving money or food. Thank you for coming back to listening to another chapter of the story of the king and I. As you can see, being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Also, with God's hands on you, you God is definitely a protector. Um, Sam was definitely in the wrong place at the wrong time. She didn't want to be a disappointment to her friend because um, she went anyway, but she knew better. But again, God had his life on her. It was a small scenario, but um, as a teenager, we do dumb stuff, right? We make crazy decisions, um, especially when it comes down to peer pressure and everything like that. Um, I don't um, promote alcohol. I definitely don't do that. Um, she knew it was wrong, but she didn't know as well. So be careful when you're out with your friends, um, when there's a lot of red cups or white cups going around or whatever color they use in these days. Be careful because it could be spiked. Just a little information or a little precaution. Um, Anyway, again, thank you for coming to listen to another chapter. Again, next week we will start another chapter. Um, this is called This Sunday. Um, just another chapter. I was going to say something it was about, but I'm not. Um, but again, thank you again for supporting me. Um, and I hope to definitely see you next week. I am going to end right there uh, because this chapter goes a little bit farther out. Um, and then it also goes into the encounter part of 
the the main scene of this whole story um i hope that you have enjoyed the story so far again forgive my reading I'm not a professional reader. I'm a professional. I'm, I'm not gonna say a professional writer either, but I do like writing. So anyway, um, hope you are enjoying it so far. Um, I will come back next week with the ending of this book. Again, it is a quick read, so it's nothing like major, major. Um, but I hope that again that you are enjoying the story, and I hope to see you next week. For listening to Let's Be Real 100%, where we're 100% real about life. We hope that you enjoyed the topic today, and we hope that you trust God more and more each day. And we hope to see you next week.